0: Hey, it's Bria. Hey, it's Amanya. And you're listening to For Real Out, Out of Pocket. Pocket. Guys. Hello. Wow, we've been missing in action for that's, a minute. That's, that's mainly me. That's my bad. I apologize once again. Yeah, um, season two will definitely, definitely be different you guys feel the need to call us out on us and say where y'all at Mm -hmm. you'll have the means to do so yeah yeah um this episode is well we should have done this episode about a week or two ago Mm -hmm. um when everything was going on but i think that you know like we said with the last with the last accidental hiatus was that life happens especially during our health podcast, we have to make sure that we take care of our health. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you to everyone that listens. You know, um, I hope you guys are sharing this podcast with your friends and mostly, like, with the women in your life. You know, our podcast, we dedicate our main audience to black women because this should – our podcast is basically a safe space for black women. I, we are black women. We stand by black women. We care about black women. Mm, right on. Black Road lives matter. Woo. Black women lives matter. Mm-hmm. Black trans lives matter. We can go on all day. We can go on all day. Don't yeah, get me started, yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but most importantly, a certain black life mattered, and it was Chadwick Boseman. And um, I didn't know what had happened. Bria had texted me. And then I called her, and then we were just sat in disbelief for a good solid 20 minutes. Uh, I feel like it was longer, but I mean, whew, the disbelief went on for, like, days. Days, because it was like, he was just here, you know, and we had no idea what he was going through. I mean, the sheer volume of work that he was doing you know we in the back of my brain it was like okay this is this is excessive Mm -hmm. but it goes to show you that being kind to people doesn't cost you a thing you know Mm -hmm. and so many people were making fun of his weight and you know what's going on and you know twitter was a buzz about being kind to people then the very next day they went back to the way they were before it's very twitter but that tells you that people don't change their spots mm. not really it takes a lot for certain people to be kind and you know if you like listen we all know it as as black people we know it it's The old old saying is, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Mm, That's the truth. And the thing about it, about social media, is that these, these people that are saying these unkind things or, like, anything like that, they're hiding behind a screen. So it gives them a sense of, like, you know, being, like, a superhero or, like, you know, being big and bad and everything like that. But guess what? You're not you're you're you will get found out you will get caught for real i mean i think i saw a post recently about someone saying you can take shit all you want on line because when i'm in person you ain't gonna do nothing and it's like you're just gonna walk on by and you're not gonna say anything and you're you're right it's not until you have a screen in front of your face and you're not facing a person. You know, and, it, and it goes, this, this, again, goes very much into celebrity culture. Like, <laughs> these people standing these people, you know, these celebrities and everything like that. Even artists, like musicians and everything. I just found out through Twitter and through the news that Kalani had to move because <laughs> a stan account found her address. And mm-hmm. they started sending her flowers and everything like that to her house, and then they posted it uh, that, it it just kept getting worse it 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 got worse, but see she has a daughter, you know, yeah. so she has to think about her daughter and everything like that, and now she has to keep her she has to she has to separate herself from um. her fans because of the fact that they're becoming over uh, abundant they become too much, you know. They just they just get it in their heads that oh you know they're my friend this this and this guys mm-hmm. let me let me let me tell you something let me tell you some hard hitting facts here these celebrities these artists or whoever that you think you have claim to you don't you do not do I have claim to Beyonce no mm-hmm. do I have claim to Logan Learman? no <laughs> do I have claim to Michael B Jordan no. Do we wish we had that? Oh, yes. I I do want to go back to Logan Learman because that was not the name that I expected to come out of here. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. You started Uh, off with Beyonce and I was like, yeah, yeah, I wish I had claimed her, but no. And then he said Logan Learman. I was like, huh. Huh." That that was a huge joke. I'm (laughs) sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) He and Calton were watching The Three Musketeers and you know, he was being cocky and stuff. And I was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> and he was the right kind of cocky white man. I was like, yeah. I was like, huh, that was, that was a jump. That was a swing. <laughs> I was like, okay. he was like, wow, swing left, <laughs> swing right, strike one. I was like, huh, that wasn't where I expected you to go, but okay. I brought it, I went, I went left and then I brought it right you, back. You did, but it wasn't subtle at all. But you know what? Speak your truth. <laughs> <laughs> listen, it is fine to thirst. After who you thirst for, okay. <laughs> I saw a picture of him with gray hair, and everybody's like, "How old is he? he has, he's he's about Calvin's age. He's about like twenty six or maybe a little older." Mm-hmm. And he has he listen, look, girl, listen. Yes, <laughs> yes. Some white man can't pull it off, but because it's just. It's his voice. It's everything. He has long hair now, and he's got the silver streaks. And I just looked at it, and I had to pause for, like, five minutes. And I said, that's a fine white man. (laughs) I'm problematic. Do you see him talking his shit? Do you see him being racist or any of that shit? Have you seen his one show, Uh, Hans? hunters uh, on hunters no i have hunters not watched it. it is good it's good it okay is i gotta watch good. it yeah. i need to finish like the last two episodes anyway his love interest is a black girl yes. Cute little thing with the yes. afro and everything yes anyway it's, anyway we're getting off Wolf topic, topic. <laughs> <laughs> listen you already know that we will still be with the dramatics in season two guys <laughs> just letting you know right now okay that to chadwick <laughs> stop. Stop I'm it. sorry. I'm stop sorry. it. Let me look this way. Whew. Okay. Chadwick. hmm He was 43. He was really young. Honestly, I can't... That's really young. I can't get over that because my mom's only a couple of years older than him. Yeah. And, like... I, sorry, guys. I can tell you. My mom's age. My mom would kill me. <laughs> my mom's pretty young, I guess. Yeah. And like i can the crazy part is that you really believe it was you really believe it like with black women we don't crack like Mm -hmm. it's amazing you see my mom (laughs) your mom looks your mom is young like i see her and i'm like 30 (laughs) (laughs) like she looked dumb young i'm just like (laughs) looking at her but it's like It's like black. It's like when black women are unproblematic, Mm -hmm. that skin is clear, Mm -hmm. that stress is free, that peace is surrounds them. I'm like, God is real, cause our moms are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like my mom be like, doing her thing or whatever, and as soon as somebody try to get her into some some um, nonsense, oh yes, she's like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh, who, where, Mm -hmm. oh I'm out. I don't remember how old your mom is. You told me once, and I'm like, oh, wow. Again, you're trying to get me killed because I'm sorry. The one day that she'll listen to the podcast, <laughs> and I'm gonna be in trouble. And she'd be like, oh, so you, 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 feeling the need to speak some truth? All right, let me get on that podcast and speak some truth about you too. I'm screeching, oh, never on topic, but we're not. But I mean, the, I mean, think about it. He 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 was a howard alumni mm-hmm. and you know howard is real big around here where yeah. we are in maryland and he met denzel through through howard mm-hmm. you know everyone was saying he was going to be the next denzel washington um and that's not true because there cannot Ever be the next Denzel Washington? Oh, Chadwick Boseman was Chadwick Boseman. Period. Like, like, don't discuss him as the next Ch- uh, Denzel Washington because was who Chad y'all Boy. talking about? Denzel Washington is still fine, bro. I'm screaming. <laughs> still fine. <laughs> There's still, two separate people. <laughs> two separate people, and they could still have and they still have respect for each other and respect for their craft. I mean, think about it. How you gonna say he gonna be the next Denzel Washington when Denzel Washington has a whole son that is just as fine? Has that deep Denzel Washington voice screaming? This was not the point that I was thinking of. What I'm saying, I get where you're going. You see what I'm saying? He got a whole son. I'm like, how you how you gonna? (laughs) No, (laughs) not even that. But it's the it's. I think what is so beautiful about Chadwick, and it's so difficult to speak about him in past tense because I'm like, this man was just here. Mm -hmm. How you gonna? I think it's also hitting us hard because we've also like we've I say we like I've known them personally, but there's been a lot of celebrities that have like passed this past year. It's been r- really rough, and you know I'm over it it's like you keep getting hit and as such and then Chadwick his passing that really hit home how like rough things I'm over it between him are. and Kobe I'm like twenty twenty gotta go and you know and he was such a huge personality and so many there's like nothing no one has ever said anything bad about him cause he minded his I mean he was going through this stuff Mm -hmm. so he had no choice but to mind his business and it's just one thing I can say about the there was a few things on twitter that really struck home for me and it's his inner circle. His inner circle didn't say shit at all cuz nobody knew. Mm-hmm. We thought that at least the Black Panther cast knew, but nobody knew. And you you could see it like you could see it in movies like Black Panther, Message to the King, um with Jackie Robinson. I mean 42. he 42. I mean he did um James Brown, mm-hmm. when I watched that, I was hypnotized. Same thing with Jackie Robinson, I was hypnotized, cause his he's like a magnet. I keep saying he's like a magnet. He 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 was he was a magnet. You know you you know how and that's why I think people made the reference to Denzel because Denzel's like a magnet too. Mm-hmm. Those you you feel it, you feel it so heavily. And they're acting, whether they're playing a good guy or a bad guy, or they're just, you know, playing a role that they feel so connected to. Each role that he played, he felt connected to it. And you can tell because it would just draw you in. Like with Black Panther, there was no... The accents, the... And we, and, you know... For us, Mm -hmm. we're like, oh, well, well, we don't have an accent. If we go up into New York, they'd be like, oh my gosh, where y'all from? Mm -hmm. They'd be like, y'all got an accent, you know, and if you go further down south, you hear it, you know, and he was so on point about having a, you know, an African accent, because that's, that was important, that was important to the structure of the movie, you know, and When he passed, everyone had nothing bad to say about him, as they should. He was a very talented man who gave a lot to the community, gave a lot back to the people. And I think the thing is also with him, like, he found out about him being sick and everything, having cancer. And then he went ahead and he did all these movies and such to make a mark to make a point and I actually saw a post about how like as amazing as it was it was the fact that he actually had to go ahead and put him through himself through the ringer while sick to like make sure that he leaves an impact and it went back to, like, the struggles and pressure that we as a black community put on ourselves and mm-hmm. such and mm-hmm. forcing us to, like, even through the pain in our, like, worst moments to keep on powering through. And I think one thing is we also shouldn't have to do that, too. It's, it's, it, it really... It's, like, the taboos are, like, <laughs> vulnerability, um, accountability, and responsibility. Um... And we talked about it a lot in our health Mm -hmm. podcast and with this coming up. it's Guys, it's so important that you are taking care of yourselves. Mm -hmm. We should not be held accountable for the mistakes of others. We should be holding ourselves accountable for our mistakes. The thing about it is that with a certain political climate, with a certain climate of the weather. I mean, the forest fires have finally just died down in California. Did they? That's good. You have you seen the sun? The sun was red. Yeah. Over here. Mm-hmm. It was red when it when sunrise came and it was red when sunset came. They, yeah. Our skies were not blue for the last week. Last past week. That's why it got so cold over here. Mm-hmm. Everything that came from the west came to us over here on the east. Yeah. And that's why, you know, um, I was talking to Calton and he was like, oh, you know, when they lift this mask thing, are you, um, you know, how are you going to be able to still sell face masks? And I'm like, I'm still going to wear a mask. You see what I'm saying? There's going to be plenty of people out there that are still going to wear a mask, you know. And if they stop wearing masks, then okay, move on to the next like business venture honestly but that's not the point the point is this is is safety Mm -hmm. the point is health um my biggest thing is that he died during a time where health is at its highest it's it's sort of crazy though like all these people like all these celebrities that have passed it's mm-hmm. not like majority of them have passed okay so we're getting a little off topic let's let's get back on track my bad <laughs> my bad you know i get passionate about the weirdest things <laughs> at really weird times This train was uh we were going straight at then you just went i track. curved left just a little just i curved little. left it's fine we're back on we're back But the reason why we wanted to talk about Chadwick was because of the fact that he ties into what our episode was originally about, which was about hair. Yes. Um, Black Panther had a lot of traditional hairstyles Mm -hmm. that, um, I went into for my senior thesis, which was, um, hair. Let's talk about hair. Mm -hmm. Um... (laughs) and how a lot of African um, countries and colonies, you know, have different traditions of how they do their hair, how they present their culture. Um, And we also wanted to talk about our personal experiences with our hair, um, how I found out what my hair type is and Mm -hmm. how you can tell these things and how important it is for the black community to... Have that type of expression when at times we couldn't because our natural hair means these different types of stereotypes. So, where do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Uh, I guess I'll start. Mm-hmm. I mean, where do I start? I guess because. Well, you just recently bleached your hair again. I did. I did. I wanted to go more into my hair story because I. I used to perm my hair, you know, get perms and all that stuff, do all the chemical treatments Mm -hmm. and all that jazz from like a really young age. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, after high school or whatever, I didn't do a big chop. I did like a more transition phase. I wanted to do a big chop, but everyone told me to stop with the idea of shaving my head. (laughs) I still wouldn't mind shaving my head because I think I would rock that look, but that's not the point. And I remember going natural. It was probably one of the most upsetting things of my life. Simply because I went from easily being able to straighten my hair to just wrapping my hair. To doing this and that. And then trying to figure out a whole completely different texture. And like... It was a different lifestyle. Yeah. And it was really hard because you know going onto to media and like social media and tv shows you see these black women that should ha- like have natural hair and it's wasn't like it wasn't anything that was growing out of my head like it wasn't like the obvious curls or the more definition or noticeable you, things and the thing about it that's the hardest thing is that we weren't taught about you know different hair types we were taught that you know black women's hair is this black women's hair is that Mm -hmm. because i grew up on perms too and then after a while basically i was the guinea pig um my mom made my hair natural first before Mm -hmm. she went natural um and i agree with you it was so much easier but um i think this is better I mean definitely I wouldn't go back to perms even though right now I'm in like this weird phase where I'm sort of over with dealing with my hair but that's probably because I'm honestly deep down a lazy person but (laughs) I mean you're honest I mean sometimes I mean that's why a lot of women not a lot of black women um some women you know some women express themselves through their wigs. Mm-hmm. Some women express themselves through weave. Some women express themselves through braids. Yeah. Some women express themselves differently. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for me, I learned how to braid from my mom. Mm-hmm. And it took me forever yeah. to really do it. Like, I can't corn roll back my hair back. Mm. I don't know how my mom's able to do it. But I think it's because she's just... She's not me. She can see it. So, like, I'll be sitting down, and she'll do it. And it just amazes me. Um, It's taken me a little longer to transition into actually, like, wigs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably because the process looks kind of scary a little bit, Mm -hmm. like the lace wigs, because you just have to be so careful, or you're going to rip hair off. Yeah. I mean, I only have one wig, and... uh, I actually just wore it the other day to work because I was like, you know, I never wear it. And I did. And I loved it. I loved the look. I wish I took a picture because I was uh, I was hot. I-, I looked good. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> I think I'm also, like said, at that phase where I'm just like really tired of my afro simply because... Well, I mean, the thing about it is that it's important to keep the hair healthy. A lot of women that mm-hmm. wear their wigs, you know, they do have times where they take breathers because they want their hair, they want to see the progress of their hair they gotta wash their hair Yeah. you know, I think as long as you keep your hair you give your hair some breathers and not mm-hmm. wear the wigs all the time like, for me, this is the longest you've probably ever seen me without braids Yeah. cause I'll have my hair out for like about two weeks to breathe and then I'll go put them right back in braids for like a month Um. and a lot of women are not trusting their hair companies anymore because a lot of them are getting bought out by white men. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird because this is. they. The crazy part is that, like I said, black cells. I said this in another podcast episode mm-hmm. black cells, you know. Especially when white people can steal it from us. Because mm-hmm. I notice a lot of white women are wearing wigs now, and I'm just looking at them like, you have voluptuous, voluminous hair. You know. We when it's and it's so interesting to see the comparisons to see how you know everyone is envious of the other when mm-hmm. we should be trying to appreciate what God has given us, but we're also highlighting and heightening what God has given us mm-hmm. in different ways um, for me, my I've noticed that I can't use like that Jussie's Curl stuff. It's too thick. Mm-hmm. That product is so thick. It weighs my hair down. Um, I found out that my hair type is 4A. Mm-hmm. My hair is very fine and thin, but it's like like, cur- like super curls. Mm-hmm. Not like the cute super curls. It's just curls. Um, my hair can become very dry. You know, so I have to keep it like hydrated. So um, I've used, been using Do Grow. My mom gave me some tea tree oil that I put in there, which helps a lot with growth. My mom just gave me some peppermint, which opens up the scalp. Believe me, it does. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is potent. <laughs> potent. But the great part about it is that as we're transitioning into this natural hair era, we are having more Black-owned businesses Mm -hmm. open. And they're making these products themselves for us because they know the struggle that each woman is going through right now because um, Shea Moisture changed their their chemical lineup. Mm -hmm. Not good. That's not good. Mm -hmm. They got... So, Shea Moisture got sold to a, a company too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it was L'Oreal when I was reading it. And L'Oreal is owned by a white man. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women have been noticing that their hair is coming out. Black women, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of women are noticing that their hair is coming out. The chemical formula has changed. It's no longer healthy. Like, the thing about it is that. Again, it goes into hair texture. Like, now, when you try to make it all friendly to all women, that type of company doesn't make sense to me because each demographic of women is different. Black women have a range of not just skin tones, but of hair, you know? And you, got, you gotta got cater to that. You can't just cater to... Oh, let me just cater to all these women with the uh, with the good with the good hair. Mm-hmm. I say this in air quotes. With the good hair. You know, what is good hair? What is bad hair? You know, and those were the things I was trying to figure out when I was doing my um, senior thesis. But a lot of us grew up with our mothers doing our hair. Either because they couldn't afford to take us to the hairdresser or because They was afraid of what is happening now. They didn't want our hair falling out. Mm -hmm. They didn't want us to, you know, put on certain airs. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't want us looking too grown. Mm -hmm. Because the world's a nasty place. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, like, it's frustrating because it's, like, how do you... How do you get past that? How do you really get past the fact that you don't want your child looking grown, but your child needs you don't you don't want to like really deal with the effects of this child's hair. You know, cuz like with the, you know, with the perm or like, you know, the flat iron and everything and stuff like that. Like that looks like good hair to society, you know. It means you have everything together. You're not unruly you know your perform and everything like that oh what's that one movie it has um it was on Netflix it has happily napoli ever oh, mm-hmm. after yeah that's it i it was on the tip of my tongue um that was a great movie i haven't seen it um not a great movie. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I'll over-exaggerate. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good movie. It talked about her, her trying to figure out herself and why she couldn't be happy. Honestly, it makes sense because I feel like hair is so powerful within the black community. It says really a lot about us and, like, the struggle that our community has gone through. Mm-hmm. And so, your transformation being through your hair is, it's a really good way of depicting, like, your change through life and such. Um, because a lot of people, you know, when they go through things, they'll bleach, they'll cut their hair and such. And then for us, also, not only can we bleach and cut our hair, it's our, whether we can go through you know the transformation of going natural because you're right when people see straight hair they think this type of it like there's of course double standards to this either you get thought of like you're wanting to blend in with like society's mm-hmm. standards mm-hmm. and such and you're considered a businesswoman and so on and so on mm-hmm. but then certain parts of the black community they'll be like oh you're a sellout but then you'll go to natural and such, and you're like you're unfit to work this job. You can't do this, and da 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 da, and all that jazz. And then there's part of the Black community that will be like, oh, you're taking back your community. And then there's other parts of the Black community that it was like, oh, you just look nappy. There's like there's so many layers to it. And guess what? It really, you see it very much in Black men, like yeah. like how their treatment of Black women just shifts Mm -hmm. like it's it's insane like um as a light-skinned woman I don't know the struggles of dark-skinned women Mm -hmm. my mom for me I would consider like a caramel like about your complexion or a little bit darker Mm -hmm. um and the struggle she has I don't have. Mm -hmm. But I have my own struggles. And, you know, that goes very much into colorism. It goes very much into how most black men will, you know, try to date... If a black man is, like, Mm dark-skinned, most of them try to gravitate towards light-skinned women or white women because they... For me it's like they're almost trying to balance something out which is freaking stupid. I mean there's so much to that discussion like It's 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 and the crazy part is that hair the 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 thing that like I really realized about myself during my senior year of college was that my hair is my hair,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: I wouldn't trade my hair for anything. But I need to learn how to love my hair. Yes. And for me right now, my hair is doing that thing where it don't want to comply with me. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to let you have it. So I put it in a little bit of a bun, Mm -hmm. but it's very loose. And I put a wrap over my hair, which is another type of protective style because I'm not really damaging my hair by having it up, Mm -hmm. you know. And until I can get my mom to corn roll my hair back. I'm crying. You know me, I'm the queen of raps. Because... I truly am over because I don't think it's talked about that much. Also, the mm-hmm. fact that you can love your hair, but you can also hate it. Yeah, but like you can have a—it's a relationship. I go through long periods where I cannot stand my hair, like simply because I'm like, mm-hmm. why are you giving me so much to work with? <laughs> like, yeah, down. you remember that one year it was so hot. Mm-hmm. I so story time, guys. Um, so basically, I said I'm over it. Mom, shave my hair. Yeah, I remember. And she shaved one part, <laughs> one side, and it looked so good. And she, and the crazy part, she went all the way back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, shave the other side. And she's like, wait, she's like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait 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 a minute i need a second to process this i'm like woman it's not your hair but the thing is is that our mothers have relationships with our hair mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's so insane because it's not their hair my mom was actually very upset with me when i decided to go natural she did not want me to go natural really Mm-hmm. she was uh she was against it for a while and, Does she go natural eventually? Uh, I mean, yeah, she's natural. She straightens her hair though, but that's because her textured hair is—it's it's, 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 it's different. It's, it's a hot mess. Her textured hair. Oh. I don't know what is, go- like, no. But she's got to be careful about that heat damage though. <laughs> yeah, she's on top of that and everything. But like me, I she was very like we, me and my mom. We don't really argue like that we argue but it's not like loudly argue it and we did have an argument about this because she was very much against me going natural and and it it, and it goes into that dynamic you know like especially with nap like you have to watch it so napoli ever after her mom is obsessed with her hair Mm. you know and her hair being like like if she feels like her hair like you should have seen it it's insane her mom would come over to her house, do her hair real quick. Keep in mind, she's living with a man or whatever. Mm-hmm. And her mom just came over, did her hair with the hot comb or whatever. And she, like, puts some makeup on or whatever, or, like this, this, and this. And then she'll, like, lay down. And as he rolls over to, like, wake up a little bit, she's, he, she, like, pretends. And I'm just like, this is, this is fake as F. Mm-hmm. This is fake. Fake, 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 the worst, so much, and I would never trust my mom with a hot comb, (laughs) she was not meant to do hair, (laughs) no, my mom used to do my hair with, with the flat iron, but like, she, she, as we got, as I got older, she would tell me to pull my ear down, Mm -hmm. so that way she could get the hair right here, yeah, and She didn't used to tell me that. So this woman would burn the mess out of me (laughs) and be like, you okay. Shrug it off. And she'd be like, well, if you would stop being so tender-headed and stuff. And I'm just like, but we never could figure it out. But it's like, oh, my gosh. I So I put – so keep my hair hydrated and stuff. I do most of my, like, undercover work at night. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to do grow with the tea tree. And once I add the peppermint, it's going to be, like – you're going to see a difference. But, like, Mm -hmm. the do-grow is supposed to help your hair grow, and it's also supposed to help keep your hair hydrated. Mm -hmm. Um, I also use, like, argan oil Mm -hmm. and Moroccan oil. Mm -hmm. Um, Guys, it's important that you hydrate your hair, and they don't tell you that sometimes you don't need all that, like, that curl cream Mm -hmm. and, you know... Because I use Jane Carter products, and I just found out that Jane Carter may or may not still be a black-owned business. That sucks. Jane, Carter. We're, Jane Carter was so good I, to, I recommended Jane Carter to you mm-hmm. I recommended it to another um I recommend it to everyone that I, um I can tell but you just got to be up on the information like hair hair is such a business nowadays like people don't really care about the fact that it's someone's life you know Mm -hmm. like you're playing with fire here which is why most which is why most women have gone into the natural age and if they have a daughter or like family members or whatever they go natural too because perms are harmful they did a whole documentary on that i I think chris rock did it yeah i mean it's also us reclaiming our culture and such Mm -hmm. after like decades and decades of being told that our hair, our natural hair, wasn't up to standards to what society wanted, and such, and it's just a, such a reclaim. And like, there's so many stories of, out there about kids not even being allowed to be in school because like their dreads or like their hair is too big. And and dreadlocks have such a bad name too, because I think that's that's a tougher process than braids. You have to upkeep. With dreadlocks, there's so much we could say about dreadlocks and all, all that because there's like I know that there's like a certain like culture behind that and then the stereotypes it's, and then you get involved with white people that are wearing dreads Are you kidding and, me? It's not just white people. It's it's, it's too. Just, we and guess what? Guess what? Guess what? It's guess just, oh what? God. When so then it goes into culture, culture appropriation. Mm-hmm and when it see the thing is this is what I this is what I'm telling you some people are not meant for that life <laughs> seriously because if you and guess what we as black people we'll eat that up cuz you know what you like it we love it as long mm-hmm. as you pay us the money we'll braid your hair like that but guess what we are not responsible for the tr- consequence of that action that you just that you just committed because i saw on tiktok a guy chop off an asian guy chop off his dreads and he was just like he's like hey i'm just gonna do the big chop and his hair was not meant for that you know how hard it is to get your hair to lock Mm -hmm. yeah if you are not black african part of the african diaspora Mm -hmm. the islands I mean, that's... We don't fully... we I don't even fully know where dreadlocks originated from. Mm-hmm. But I know that the in African cultures, especially African countries, some women, and it looks and they look like dreadlocks, they'll... Uh, use clay? Is that where you Yeah, going? they'll use clay, and they'll use a reddish clay, and then they'll put, like, these ornaments and stuff in, in their hair to symbolize whether they're single, they're married, you know? And it's a tradition. Yeah. Hair to the African diaspora and to African Americans is tradition mm-hmm. but sometimes it gets lost and muddled into what societal standards should be yeah. and it's not fair mm-hmm. it's definitely not right because to have someone come up to you and be like oh my gosh look at your hair can I touch it and then they don't even wait for an answer. They'll just touch your hair. Oh. It's, I have. I was actually out and about. I think it was like at like bars or whatever. This was a, wa- a couple of years back. Yeah. And uh, I had a scarf on, like in like with the bun right there because at that time I really it was very last minute. I was like I don't know what to do with my anyway. I was wearing a scarf and I was out and this one drunk girl. She was like, Oh my god, can I touch your hair? And I thought it was funny because I'm like, I'm wearing a scarf, but I told her no. And like, she still touched my scarf, my hair, like my hair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what even? And then she just immediately walked away. And my one friend who I was with, Alyssa, mm-hmm. who, who's white, was just like, oh, what the fuck? Like, it's just appalling because no, you may not touch my hair. And then they're like, oh, well, you don't need to have an attitude about it. I was just asking. But, like, no, you weren't. You were trying to force upon yourself and violate my space and violate my hair. And- I just find it so disrespectful. And Because if I lean over and I say, you can go ahead and touch my hair, that means I'm giving you my consent. I'm giving you my mm-hmm. permission. And a lot of this, that is frustrating for me about cultural appro- appropriation is that there's no accountability no there isn't you just think that oh and it's and the people that i can think of that does it the most is like the kardashians <laughs> especially kim kardashian because she's been stealing from black designers for years i fucking love the kardashians i I know though that is your problematic family and they're so so problematic because they're so at this they just seem really sad to me like the disrespect to the black community on a very regular basis because they do there has been like so much that came up about them stealing from small black businesses when it comes to fashion and to like the cultural appropriation and everything with the hair and such and the booty Mm, yeah yeah and the looks and such and i think in the end in truth because there's cultural appropriation and then cultural appreciation and it Mm -hmm. is a very like thin Thin line line. and in truth i feel like it could have been all been like brushed under the rug is no biggie if they acknowledged it Like, they have to acknowledge it. They just need to apologize and such. And they refuse to do it because they they Uh, don't care. That's it. They don't care. Like, uh, that's... And you notice that they have a trend of, like, being with black men so that way they can have an excuse to do this cultural appropriation. Mm -hmm. Like... (sighs) Kendall Jenner was with tiger mm-hmm. which was a mess no, that was highly was with ken with sorry sorry sorry. Kendall, mm-hmm. sorry Kendall Jenner is the one that goes after the black basketball players my bad mm-hmm. my bad sorry it gets a little fuzzy in my head about those two it's okay I I know I I know them so I can correct you so it's okay oh my god <laughs> that's what I'm talking about about stan culture guys that's I, what I mean mm. anyway <laughs> anyway we're gonna get into that <laughs> another day um, Kylie Jenner was with uh Tyga mm-hmm. and their relationship was w- super inappropriate cuz he was way older. Mm-hmm. Um and it was then that she like we started and it was like crazy changes where she started, you know, she started having um No, that was Chloe. Chloe got the nose job. Um the lips. Mm-hmm. We noticed May have been the nose. Maybe I'm right about that nose, um, Butt, for sure. Mm-hmm. Boobs for sure. Hmm. Then all that stuff happened. She got away from him. She grew older. Started- I mean, she got pregnant. That's that's where a lot of her hips are right now. I mean, I applaud her. She finally got the hips and the butt the right way. Mm-hmm. I bet it hurts with all that silicone, but. It Neither so, here nor there. Oh, would uh, so, so basically she jumped from one t- to another. You know, she tri- she jumped to Travis Scott. Don't know whether they're good for each other or not. But they're not together. They're not together. No, they just co-parent. Say, yeah, they just co-parent. Co-parent the. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so Kendall Jenner dates the black basketball players. I think. Her tastes are very eclectic. She did that Pepsi commercial, which was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Problem, so there is some problematic stuff there. Um, Kim dated and married Kanye West, who, by far, makes great music, but is the worst black man. It's he he goes into so... every stereotype that they can think of us it's so weird because and it's she, so problematic i feel like kim has grown so much since marrying kanye but kanye but you know what, kanye is also sick but and then there's the rumors of them possibly getting a divorce because kanye has been out of pocket recently out of pocket out of pocket recently okay well you know the past always been out of pocket i mean yeah but it's gotten worse because he's like on his campaign tour he really was revealing some shit and kim was like why would you why would you do this our children watch this so he don't care mm -hmm. he do not care and the thing about it is that low-key kim can divorce him if that's what she chooses to do Mm -hmm. but guess what she will still not even if she divorced him, that still will not make her any less problematic than what she oh, is currently right now. Definitely so, not. She's got four kids. Let, let her. So I, four, four or five? I don't know how many kids she has, honestly. Four, I think. You no, know, you're right. Four. I mean, yeah. But she kind of son of my business let's the move babies on these aren't really on the show right like that but anyway yeah let's, let's move on get it off topic <laughs> we're not off topic but we did talk about culture yeah. appropriation and she's the biggest one i can think of that does it um we did say that we would talk a little bit about beyonce and whether or not she was culture appropriating but she's black and when everybody was like oh well she did black as king she made a profit off of it i'm like well, she is an entertainer. She's a she's a performer. She's an entertainer. She's. Just... I'm confused, guys. Do you want her to represent her? No, because like I mean, I guess they were trying to say that she could have like brought like more Afric like African just to the forefront since that's what you know Lion King is about. I guess Lion King is about Hamlet, guys. Yeah, you didn't know it's it's about Hamlet. the Shakespeare hamlet hamlet but with lions uh, but, yeah. tigers and bears sorry that was James, jasmine sullivan sorry oh, i had to add that in oh, there cause <laughs> I, didn't, I, I couldn't help myself i'm sorry but um well i remember when <laughs> i remember when black panther came out and like of course every like every single black person in america lost their shit of course and like was represented all that stuff because we were all so excited and i know there was like a conflict because there were certain people like from you know the African community I don't know exactly mm-hmm. how to describe it and they were like this isn't your culture and such and all that jazz because you know Wakanda takes place in Africa and all that stuff and I yeah I remember that I remember that conversation and I remember being like appalled by it because Africans feel so feel, it's so interesting they feel such a way about us and it's like it's it's sad. It's sad that no matter what anybody does, that there are gonna be people that just don't mm-hmm. like it. Um, I mean that just dives into a deeper conversation if we don't belong there we don't it belong talks about here, it talks like, about where do like, we belong. It talks about like inner racism, yeah, for sure, within the black community because it inner racism between the in the black community, oh my god. It is what? so so bad it's so rampant it's it truly is and like we could really really there's like a, take take that take like my being get out and just take that black hole down that is like a whole three episodes that's like a yeah that is a three-parter that's like a three-part saga there's so much references. to go into that because there's not only just being Black and the Black community. Mm-hmm. There's like the LGBT community yep. and, bla- and the Black community. Yep. There is the colorism in our own community, community. and there is the sexism in our, our own, own community. community. And then, oh, you know, come in and be like, oh, you're mixed. Mm, mm-hmm. You don't Yo! understand the Black struggle. And oh like, my God, God which to God. I can only imagine how you I, Oh, feel listen. About that. Listen and then interracial relationships? Yes. Girl, I'm light skinned and Calton well, how would you describe Calton? I'm trying to remember. Like you told me this. We had a whole discussion about this the other day because he's Jamaican too. Jamaican? Yeah, he's Jamaican. Jamaican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really that's just like another culture of black girl so I anyway I can't, I, anyway, I, be, because I, I because of, <laughs> and you know for um biracial mm-hmm. people, you know, we pass off sometimes as white, depending on who we are, yeah, and you know, people still look at us when we go out, they're like looking at us up and down, and I'm just like, why are they staring at us, and it's like it's it's insane, it's still insane, you know, love. Love is love, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, mind your business. So, I like diving into interracial couples, especially because uh, black men or very much into white women and such. And, like, this wouldn't be such a bad, like, such a disgusting topic if it wasn't for, we're not jealous that you're dating someone outside of your race. We're not, we don't really care. It's the way that you treat the people in your own, like, the woman of your own race while you're dating this person outside of the race. Listen, like, you know what's crazy mm-hmm. is that, let it be a racist interracial couple. Mm-hmm. Bro, the, so the white woman can be racist, right? And mm-hmm. say all the shit about black people. And because she's dating a black man, she feels she's validated for that racism. Uh-huh. She's entitled to it. She's like, oh, what? it's listen, guys. When we say we can deep dive, we could deep dive into that ocean because it is a ocean. It ain't even a river, a pond. It's an ocean. There is so many layers to it. And it all all comes back to the topic of hair. Ain't that insane? We started off talking about hair. And then we started talking about all these different sectors and avenues from Chadwick. You know, we went from Chadwick, we went for Black Panther. Guys, it's... Listen, the think pieces don't just our script you think descriptive performative it's not this is what we talk about on a regular this is what's on our mind you know and the more you know the harder it is sometimes to make that change mm-hmm. and the change is not overnight people think that because of the riots and everything the changes that have been happening more overnight they aren't these are like hundreds of years in the making decades of years in the making this like Malcolm X Martin Luther King Coretta um, Nelson Mandela Mm -hmm. you know I mean a lot of these actors and everything like that Harry Belafonte um. there was this documentary about him and everything like that when we talk about black owned businesses you know all of this happened because of these small changes and because these small changes became big changes and as we wrap up our episode we need to talk about these black owned businesses because that's who we support mm-hmm. if we talk about a different type of business please know that that is sponsored okay these black owned hair product businesses these black owned galleries or whoever we decide to talk about please know that they are not sponsoring us and if they do want to sponsor us please make sure y'all shout us out to them mm-hmm. so that way they know that we own them mm-hmm. and that everybody else should be knowing about them too knowledge is power yeah ignorance may, ignorance may be bliss. But you don't want to stay ignorant for the rest of your life. Yeah. Okay? So we have Nature's Little Secret in Oxen Hill, Maryland. They have an Instagram. Please go check them out. That's our one- first one. We have two others that are also on Instagram called Joyful Bee and Melon. And these are black-owned hair businesses. Joyful Bee comes up with black products to help you with your wash day to make sure that you you take care of yourself. It's a self-care. It's a self-care type of company, I think. Melanin, love the name, makes me laugh. Is definitely a black-owned business. I checked, guys. Okay, fact-check me, please. I love it when you guys do it. Um, melanin is an also important business too. I was thinking about switching to trying some of their products, mm-hmm. but their stuff is sold out. So they're becoming very popular. Oh don't take our words for it there is a black owned hair um accounts on instagram definitely on twitter might be on facebook guys do your research it it only takes a few minutes out of your day and it's important especially the black women um black women please take care of yourselves please love yourselves it is not like we said it is not an easy process and change is something that is possible, or else we wouldn't do it every day. This has been mm-hmm. a ride of an episode, hasn't it, Brie? Yeah. We've, uh... I mean, we say it's sort of in the subject, but, you know, there were so many various... Very various avenues. Yeah. But, guys, this is our last episode before our season finale. Whoop, whoop. Make sure that you catch up okay? Mm -hmm. And we'll see you in the next one. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. How long have you been natural? uh, A few years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, quite a while. Because I just I was just curious because I've been natural since 2014, 2013. so random, bro. We need to end it. I (laughs) I just had a last question. I feel like this is a question I should know. Okay, we can end it. We can end it. My bad. My bad. My bad. Alright, guys. (laughs) We'll see you in the next one. (laughs) Bye. Bye.